We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. To kick off 2020, Jay Ellis thought these Knicks were going to go down to Tampa and get a W against the Toronto Raptors. Wasn't meant to be, man. Julius tried all he could to put the team on his back. 16.10 board, 5 assist performance. But it was the Knicks, the New York Bricks, yeah, who ruined it for the team. 0 for th- 23 from the starters from three-point lane. 3 for 36 all for the whole game. Oh for 21 for R.J. Barrett in his last few games. Yeesh. The New York Bricks were alive and well tonight, J. Ellis, and the Knicks lose 100-83 to to the Raptors. Where'd you see this thing go wrong, man? Oh, man. That, the three-pointers, three just like you said, Julius Randle did all he could. He um, attracted double teams. From the, from the beginning of the game, they doubled Julius Randle. He yep. made the right plays. I would say 90 to 95% of the time. Knicks just couldn't capitalize. Like you said, starters 0 for 23 from three-point lane. NBA record. NBA yes. record for the starters. Yes, NBA record for the starters. Uh, it didn't get – I mean, the, the the bench came in. Kevin Knox came in a little hot, hit two threes in a row. Austin Rivers' debut hit a three as well. And it seemed like maybe we can get some scoring from the bench, but it didn't really last – they ended up putting the clamps on us when they went zone, and that's all she wrote. We really missed Alec Burks. We really missed Emmanuel quickly. Alfred Payton, when it came down to earth, it was benched in the fourth quarter. CP coach had enough. Yeah, <laughs> and we played all we played all the right games. We made the right plays. We just don't have the horses right now to hit three. Could, couldn't buy a basket. This was the worst game I'd ever seen this year. Jail oh, the God. worst game I'd ever seen. As you said, it was a good homecoming for Kevin Knox. We saw uh, um, Austin Rivers come off the bench, and we'll get to that in a second. But I thought again, um, the keys to the loss. Number one, uh, Reggie Bullock, who had 17 in the game against the Cavs. Uh, and mm-hmm. a great shooting night was atrocious tonight. Three for 15 overall 
0 for 9 from downtown, 6 points, disappointing in the starters. R.J. Barrett has got to come to the stage, J. Ellis. As I said, 0 for 21 from 3, not just tonight, but throughout the season. And uh, tonight, another inefficient one, 4 for 19 from the field, 0 for 8 from downtown. Uh, J. Ellis, you know, from the time that caller called in and said, you know, how do we get R.J. going in isolation, this wasn't it. You know, it was too much three-pointers. Not enough intermediate game. It was basically bully ball of threes. It just wasn't going for R.J. Barrett tonight, man. Talk to me, bro. He hasn't hit a three since his three from three game in the first game of the season, yeah. CP. And it's, it's like the teams are daring him to shoot. They're going to load up on him in the paint just like they did with Julius Randle. So, the the, the listen, it, there is no – there is no – um um there's no remedy but hitting the shots. That's it. That's it. I mean, you can go into the game triple team like they were doing Julius, but you need to hit your shots to soften his defense up. Or otherwise, we're in trouble. It's, it's just going to be turnovers at the end of the day. We need shooters. Yeah. We need shooting bad. Yeah. When they get into that zone, man, you, you got to shoot them out of it. I, I thought Julius did what he could. He, he played the middle. He found Noel um, in the dunker spot again on, on one of them, but they, we couldn't bust his own from the perimeter. And that definitely hurt us. And I think, again, for RJ, I'd like to see him, when they are in man defense, I'd like to see him um, get better looks from the mid-range. You know, if the three-pointers aren't dropping, and you can't always expect to just bully your way to the bases, it's got to be somewhere in between that he can, you know, um, take advantage of these guys. Especially, you had a small Fred Van Fleet out there. I don't think the Knicks did a great job in really exposing him on the defensive end either. And I thought they could have used RJ to do that as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. RJ, he came in having a reputation of being a bully in the post. Wasn't really able to um, go to his strength. I mean, these guys are short up yeah. top when they go with the two-guard set. You got to try to figure out a way to um, to exploit that. But when they go zone, <laughs> like, it kind of it kind of kind of covers it up. It kind of covers up their their strengths, man. We just, we just need shooters. Alec Burks can't come back. Fast. Soon enough, <laughs> soon enough, Jesus. and they kept asking me, Jails, what do you guys see at Alec Burks? I had one guy say we treating him like Allen Houston because again, on a team like this, he's needed. His his Man. shooting is needed. His playmaking Man. abilities are needed. Yeah, on a team like the Knicks, that one of the worst teams in the league last year, a guy like Alec Burks can come in and give this team a huge lift. We saw Austin Rivers come in off the bench, Jay Ellis, and in four minutes gave you more production from the backup point guard spot than you've than you've had out of Frank and DSJ in three years. I mean, He's- it's just simple <laughs> competence out here that we're looking for here that these two guys are giving them, and that you're gonna see in the future. Yeah, man, he just looks like he knew how to basketball when he was outside, right? <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, he hit his jumper, he collapsed the defense, he made the correct passes, and now you like you wondering, like, will he be better off the um as like a, a shooter off the ball? Because you know what, we we just need the shooting so much. It came it came to a point where you know he hit the three, but then he would just he was just used as a penetrator and kicker. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just looking at that like, man, I wish he was the one having the ball kicked to him at, at this point because everybody else was breaking it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely, man. So definitely decisions that have to be made by Tibbs there and definitely going to get back to that. But I thought the turning point of the game, you know, with eight minutes and 40 seconds left, we were down by three and the Raptors had called the timeout. Knicks were going on a run. And then all of a sudden it's 76 to 73. All mm-hmm. of a sudden you have a Fred Van Fleet three pointer. Yeah. You have an Austin Rivers miss, which leads to a Chris Boucher three pointer. Yep, and then you have a Chris Boucher slam, eight zero run at that point. Knicks call timeout. Raptors would ultimately go on an eleven zero run, 
And that was basically all she wrote, man. That was basically all she wrote. By the seven-minute mark, I think this game was pretty much done. Yeah, man. You saw that the body language was gone. You wonder if the eight-man short rotation wears right. you down when you get to that that third and fourth quarter, especially when you're not hitting shots. It's all a mental game from there on if you're not hitting shots and you're hitting threes. Uh, we really need some some manpower here. Just, 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 I mean, I know we need shooters too, but just the fact that we're going – eight men night to night tonight and the way Tom DeBello demands us to play defense, we're going to need more it was tough. manpower. Yeah, generally. it was tough. Yeah. And and as you, you saw, as the game wore on in the fourth, they were taking more and more bad shots. The bad shots mm-hmm. were leaving a terrible transition defense, and the Raptors were just all over it, opened the game wide open in the fourth quarter. They were a team that was desperate for their first win, and exactly. um, and they got it. You know, they, yeah. they got it. And hey, listen, with the threes – I think Wiley said it great on on the MSG post game. He said it, it's you know is this representative of the Knicks? No. Is their hot start, which which was you know gave them the uh, number one ranking in three point percentage, is that representative of the Knicks? No. It's somewhere in the middle, right? right? Take a look at the Bucks who came into MSG and shot seven for thirty something from three, right? The next right. night. They go wash up the heat with the NBA record 29 threes, JLs. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, just, that. You know, and I thought the Knicks faced that when they faced the Bucks and they faced the Cavaliers. They gave those guys wide open threes, and those guys were not knocking it down. And I thought it was, it was you know, it came back and got them tonight. You know, it came yeah, back exactly. and got them tonight. Between Burks, exactly. between Bullock, RJ, I mean, they were just bricking it up. Yeah, and you got to also think, too, it's kind of like an extended preseason, man. This is a weird year. There's not that much practice, only four preseason games. There's going to be teams out there who's a little bit out of rhythm. Uh, so you, you can expect some weird nights like 50-point losses from the Clippers and, and things of that nature going into the beginning of this, this game. But also, you know, for us, can't get too high, can't get too low either just because we still don't have enough people right now. Everybody's injured. Now, I don't know if that's because the practice is so grueling yeah. that people are just breaking down so quickly. Or maybe they just people aren't in shape and they're wearing down already. I don't know what's yeah, in the water yeah. right now, but we just need bodies back. <laughs> we need bodies back. I mean, I think in the in the case of Burks, that could happen to anybody. That's just a basketball play where you come down on somebody and you sprain your ankle. That happens to everybody. Oh, that, yeah. Um, that. But but you have Frank with the knee. You have DSJ. You know, with his issues, uh, walking yeah. wounded right now. Julius goes down at the end of the game. They call it a cramp. So cramp, okay. Knicks yeah. are walking wounded right now. But you know, going back to Austin Rivers. Gave us a spark off the bench, you know, running the point. And and he got Kev activated. We see it time and time again mm-hmm. um, what competent point guard play has, that impact that it has on Kevin Knox. And Austin Rivers got in. First assist goes right to Kev. Boom, knocks down a three-pointer. Driving kick to Kev. Boom, knocks down a three-pointer. I thought Austin was sharp, you know, hadn't played five-on-five this past season, obviously he played in the bubble, but hadn't played five and five with this Nick team, no chemistry with them, and just came in and just did what he had to do. Took what the defense gave him, tried to drive mm-hmm. and kick and, and get the guys involved. It, refreshing, man. He didn't even have a pra- he didn't even have a five and five practice with us, which is crazy. He just came in on the game and just on pure basketball skill and knowledge and got kept activated. And if you watch this game went on, um, Kev, they adjusted the defense to chase Kev off that three point line. Yeah. And uh, so he's getting the respect now that he's hitting that corner three on a consistent basis. Now he just needs to consistently hit that one, that one dribble pull up, or that side, that head fake side step three. And now all of a sudden, Kev is a, is a threat. So shout out to Austin Rivers again, getting uh, Kev activated. And I'm yeah. hoping Manny Quickly can do the same when she comes back too. Then we have two people looking for Kev. Yeah, <laughs> sixteen point six boards for Kev's five of fourteen on the night, two of eight. 
from downtown. Mm-hmm. And as you said, as they start to chase him off of the three-point line, again, with Kev, same with RJ, you want to see him with a little bit of an intermediate game to be able to put the ball on the floor. I thought Kev was aggressive in the first half and getting to the basket, but he finishes mm-hmm. very soft. And and one, you know, he was right there for, for a scoop layup, and he throws it 10 feet in, <laughs> out of bounds to his he family so up in the stands. <laughs> I think I think he was throwing it. Jay from Florida was at this game. I think Frank, I think Kev was throwing it to Jay. Jay was opening the corner. I'm talking all that mess. So, you know, Kev, <laughs> Kev was, I liked his aggressiveness, but he, he's got to work on his finishing um, because he's certainly better than what we saw around the rim. And he has the reach. He has to be able to do that. But the three pointers, uh, um, you know, he, he was knocking them down tonight. So good game from Kev. And that, I mean, that was really it off the bench. You know, Noel spotty. You know, I thought he had yeah. some moments where he was a disaster. And then he had some moments yeah. where he came back and, and tried to keep us in the game. Mitch, oh, Mitch was decent. You know, nothing crazy out of Mitch either. Our overall supporting cast just just wasn't good enough to get this W. I mean, they held him to 100 points. The defense was was okay, but the offense just, just couldn't buy a bucket, and I thought that was the story of the game. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, the one thing we can hang, hang our hat on is defense at this point, man. We're holding teams to under 100 points consistently. We just need the consistent scoring to get us some wins this season. It seems like it might be a struggle, but uh, we'll see how this story unfolds as the season uh, unfolds and we have some of our shooters back. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely, man. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Mm-hmm. New Year's Knicks post game live. CP from Knicks Fan TV. My man Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. Jay Ellis, man, I, I thought it was going to be an, a, a dope New Year's Eve send off for us. Man. Yeah, man. I was disappointed, man. I thought I was going to say, you know, New Year, New Us, and all of that. You know, all mm-hmm. those cliche sayings. I thought we were going <laughs> to have all of those tonight. You know what I mean? <laughs> Broke out the new Knicks fan TV snapbacks. You know what I mean? New in stores. That's what's up. Yeah, kind of shining in the light a little bit, man. But, uh, you know, can't can't win them all. Yo, I thought we had, like, we shot so badly and we were only down by four points, three points for most of the game. I just knew, all right, we got Julius. Once he gets going and we just hit a shot or two in a row, we'll get right back in this game. But Mm -hmm. it just never happened. They went to the zone. They doubled them up. They forced somebody yep. else to step up, and no one stepped up. <laughs> adjustments, 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 man. They're going to have to work on, yes, they're going to have uh, better spaced lineups with Rivers and quickly coming back, and, you know, you have to have flexibility to get Peyton out of there, and even RJ if you need to. But I think a lot of it is going to come down to the, the decision-making uh, of, of Julius Randle, of RJ's when he's in there, you know, when they're facing those doubles, when they're facing the zone. Um, to make those right decisions to, to uh, you know, execute out there. And I, I thought they did for the most part, but they just they, they, they had wide open looks. They just couldn't knock it down. It was executed quickly. Like, even if you look at Randall's numbers, 16, 10, and 5, he did, he did well considering everybody missed every pass he ever passed. Like, he, yeah. he did all he can do. I mean, last year, Julius Randall would have just tried to spin into the triple team because no one else was shooting the shot. The coach hosted him up well. He kept passing the ball no matter the result, and the team didn't hit the shots. It's still The fact still remains our best chance for us to win is for Randall to pass the ball whether we hit the shots or not. So I'm glad that he's still keeping to the game plan. Yeah, uh, agreed, man. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you, boys. Let's hear it from the, the callers. Camille from New Jersey, what's going on? CP, Jay Ellis, what's up, man? Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Uh, happy old Year to so all my Trinidadian people out there. Um, but listen, man, 
CP, I'm with you all the way in, in regards to the Randall take. Uh, Jay Ellis, I respect everything that you talk about, man, but I could not be on the uh, opposite end of how you feel about Julius Randall. Listen, man, he literally runs up the court every single time, holds on to the ball too long, and literally tries to pass it out and gets an offensive foul or that just misses the outlet pass that he needs to make. And he kills the offense every single time, man. I, like, I, I was having a... You think Julius Randle killed the offense tonight? I was having a back and forth. Say it again? You, you think... Like, you think you, he said, do you think Julius killed the offense tonight? You thought he killed the offense tonight? Bro, I mean, listen, I'd be crazy to say that Julius hasn't made strides last year and that, and that he isn't our number one scoring option. I get it completely. But at the end of the day, like C, um, CP has said, we drafted Obi for a reason, right? Um, I, was, I was having a conversation back and forth with uh, people on a healthy conversation, uh, I guess you could say, got a little uh, debatable, I guess you could say, um, in terms of in, in the uh, comments in the, in the last video. And he scores. But at the end of the day, he had nine turnovers last game. I, like everyone was getting caught up in a moment uh, based off of four games, bro. Like how how can you make a and like a a logical explanation or a logical stance on how you feel about Julius Randle? All these people that are talking about oh we owe an apology, owe an apology. Well, just like four months ago, you were saying how you wanted to trade him, and you're basing it off of four games. You have to capitalize on him playing well. Granted, that's fine. Capitalize on him playing well now to get maybe a first round draft pick uh, in in this year's uh, draft coming up, uh, and. The biggest thing that I think that I've seen with Julius that he's been doing this year, I'm going to wrap up, but I'm talking a little. Uh, but biggest thing that I've seen with Julius this year, he runs up the court and leaves people wide open in the corner. And I think yeah, that's I mean, with, with, I, I uh, hear you. RJ. I hear that. I hear, well, that part of it, that's part of it. And, and appreciate the call, Camille. I hear that, JLs. But when you, when he's going, he's going. They're running the offense through him. You're going to have to take the go with the bad, bro. You're going to have to take the go with the bad. He, he's not perfect. And what we see, we see some of the same. 12, 12 shots today, CP. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> twelve shots. Listen, you, you, what the hell, you're gonna man? have to take the good with the bad, man. You're gonna 12. have to take the good with the bad, and it, I don't think he was. I don't think he was that bad in terms of, um, you know, stymieing the offense. They had He's, they had the opportunities. They couldn't knock it down. What game are you watching, bro? He took twelve shots today. He wasn't passing the ball. Are you kidding me? RJ took nineteen shots. <laughs> Richie Bull took 15 shots. They had their opportunities, man. What the heck? What are we what are we watching? They they had their opportunities. <laughs> Listen, he's not a perfect player. I, I understand Camille's frustration, but you can uh, this game is not on Randall tonight, bro. This game is on Bullock. This game is on RJ. They were atrocious. Let's just be real. They were terrible. They, they were, were terrible. terrible. Now, were- <laughs> now to his point, right? I think again, when you have all this usage through Julius being the primary playmaker, with Peyton being your point guard, you're relegating RJ to a spot-up shooting. Right. So they have to figure out now how do they get more, run more looks for RJ, get him operating, you know, out of the side pick and rolls, maybe with Julius and, and so on, to get him going a little bit so he's not just standing around trying to space the floor for Julius. Now, I agree with you. The, the, the problem is, CP, that... um. Julius is the one commanding the double teams. Yeah, yeah. And why is he commanding double teams? Because yeah. he's making the one making shots. He's the one. He's the one making plays. That's what I say. You got to live with it. Yeah, you got to live with it, man. If RJ is making shots, he will be the one commanding double teams, and then the offense will run through him more. 
Like this, but he's not making shots. Got got to make the shots. Like I I can't I can't put this on Julius, man. They had the opportunities. They're supposed <clears throat> to bail him out tonight. Yeah, and, they, and like, they came up terrible. Like at the very least, RJ most shots on the team nineteen shots. You have a guy who's commanding double teams. That's supposed to make the game easier for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Now you are a secondary playmaker, attacking closeouts. Um, that's supposed to be your bag. So I, I don't, I know, I don't, I don't agree. Now, and to go back to the other argument, I'm not saying keep Rand, keep Randall forever. I'm saying extend him for another year. Yeah. Pick yeah. up his option. Give Ob time to develop. That's all I'm saying. If is if we're getting a twenty and ten player, um, in the first round below fifteen or whatever, then maybe make that trade. But are you gonna get that? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I, I hear you, bro. I, I definitely hear you. Um, let's hear from Iller on this on this RJ topic. Iller, what's up, man? Talk to us, bro. Can't dodge us this time, man. What's going My on? Man. What's going on with RJ, bro? <laughs> Well, today's game was hard to watch. Uh, you know, I got no comment on RJ. You know, he was uh, horrible overall. But listen, the real reason I called in today. <laughs> talk about Iggy, bro. Everyone that's tuning in, listen up. Knicks Fan TV is something special and unique. Now, hear me out. CP and Jay Ellis, they don't have to do what they do. But they do it because they fans just like you and I. Nobody here trying to get rich and famous off. The reason I mention this is because we can come out here, voice our opinions, each Nick game and speak some truth. They think these big networks like ESPN, MSG, whatever, they're scared to speak the truth. If they do, they're getting fired. Nobody here getting fired. You might get banned, but you ain't getting fired. Yeah. Might not not let us in the building, but we can't get fired. Hit that thumbs up button. Listen up. We all come from different races, religions, to support and that's what's so beautiful. When this pandemic is over, fans are allowed to enter the arena, I'm going to invite you both to Canada when they play the Raptors, and we're going to do a Canadian edition of Knicks fan TV. <laughs> <laughs> Minute and seven seconds. Iggy, guy comes in, gets a rebound, a sweet little pass. Yo, Tibbs, don't be scared to go deep in the bench. Iggy's got more talent than half the players on that roster. I'm out. <laughs> I appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> Guy comes in and dodges all the questions. Cricket, focus, <laughs> yeah, focus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me go. Let me get to Jordan from Long Island. Jordan, Jordan, what's going on, man? Oh man, what's up, fellas? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks, bro. Happy New Year. How you feeling, man? Um, I want to get off the shooting thing because the shooting thing, you know, that comes and goes. You know, shooting's gonna be good one night, to be bad one night. But that's not the problem. The problem is, is the mechanics and the foundation that this team sits on. We consistently, every game, more than, more than a few times, make these ill-advised, ill-advised reads and cause turnovers when we're trying to do this pick-and-roll alley-oop thing. Yeah, yeah. That, that hasn't worked. It, it works once or twice, and that's it. So, so you know, we, we got to start making the right reads on offense. Second thing is, do we know how to rebound and box out? Yeah. Yeah, that was especially Mitch, so many man. Second chance opportunities. Yeah. And tonight yeah. they were falling and giving us problems. Um, so, you know, that really needs to change. Third thing I want to discuss is everyone keeps saying we had to be able to shoot the ball to break the, the, the zone defense. That's not the only way to break his own defense. 
Sure. You know, th- th- there's a concept. I, you probably, you guys probably know of it. You know, you play a high post, short corner offense. Mm-hmm. You have your four, your five at the high post, and you have some guard or your three in the short corner. Mm-hmm. The very simple, it's a very simple uh, formation or, or, or spacing, and you get into the teeth of the defense. You have two guys uh, that are under the basket out of those three. One of those guys uh, in the three under the basket come out, or two of them come out on the high post guy. You have them getting, you have the high post guy getting double teams, and then almost always you're going to have that short corner guy open for either a shot or a dish out for an open three. You're right. And finally, the last point I want to hit on is our adaptability. Our adaptability to read defense when we're on offense and offense when we're on defense. We can't continue to play this four-out, one-in, you know, offense when they're playing zone defense and, and expect to, you know, shoot our way out of his zone when the shots aren't bombed. We got to change it up. And finally, you know, the 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 defense. If these guys keep hitting threes, we can't just keep picking them up from, you know, right below the three-point line. Like, how about picking them up at half court? How about, you know, throwing a press at them? How about, you know, trying to change the tempo of the game and try to get them off their their rhythm? You know, I feel like everyone's so focused, you know, both in the chat and both on the callers about shooting. Shooting is 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 an on and off thing. It comes and goes. It happens. But that's not what's going to affect us. The shooting is going to be there. You know, it's going to come and go. It's the mechanics and the foundation that we build on that, that are lacking. Um, and, and, you know, you, you see it in all parts of the game. And, and I think that, that we really got to go back to the drawing board and really, you know, look at things on a deeper level. All right. Pre- appreciate the call, Joy, man. So, Jordan, St. Jails, they, they got to make the proper adjustments, man. Make the proper adjustments on the zone. It's not just the shooting. I agree with that. I, I, I definitely agree. agree with that. I agree that um I agree that there were other factors, but I I also agree that um when you were, when you set a, a franchise record for not hitting three pointers of all time, it's then an aberration, man. Yeah, and then three, then you have to look at the shooting as well. But um I do believe that even I talked about this about Emmanuel Quickly too when he when he talks about zone busting. Um, when the, when the defense shift, if you don't hit the shot, uh, when the defense attacks you, you have to be able to, uh, pump fake and go and, and actually, um, get into the paint and into, into teeth of the offense the defense to make a play. And I haven't really seen that today. I've seen it from yeah, Knox yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's always been my problem with, um, Reggie Bullock sometimes. Like once he gets thrown off the three point line, he really doesn't do anything with it. And he doesn't. And I feel like we still need a little bit more of that. Um, as far so as defense, go- so I yeah, that's in that lineup. But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and as far as the pressing go, I feel like our guys who do the full court pressing aren't on the team. Mayo quickly, Franklin Lakina, those are the guys you usually see who's going to full court press people. Um, Fair. This game and those guys are out the game. I'm not sure if that's Austin Rivers' game really, but I do agree that you need to adjust the defense sometimes and not go um, below the three point line when people are shooting threes. Out, um, shooting the three pointer like that, but at the same time though, this this team, they were like last in the league in three point shooting. They, they're averaging forty four shots right. from three. 
So if if you're trusting the scouting report, you would think that all right, they might that might be the same thing today, but they kind of bit us in the ass in the second half of the game. Yeah, it kind of did. I mean, listen, the Raptors were bricking all over the place, bro. They were bricking all over the place. In the second half, they started to get a little bit more comfortable. I think I think uh, Norman Powell went on like an eight zero run by himself. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like I said, with they with with eight forty one to go, they were only down by three. Raptors going an eleven zero run, and that was basically the the knockout blow, man. It's a game of runs. It's a game of runs. They were right in this to win it, even despite you know the, yeah. the, the the poor shooting. You know, despite the poor shooting, they were they were right in this game. So, um, but yeah, I agree with Jordan. A bit more better decision making when they're under those pressure situations in the zone will definitely go a long way for them. And in this early stretch. Again, it's part of the adjustments. It's part of the adjustments that they're going to have to make. Yeah, you're, you're right. But we, we still going to need bodies back, man. Like, yeah. uh, unless, unless, or maybe, maybe we do play uh, Iggy. <laughs> nah, I don't, I don't see it. I definitely I don't, don't see it. You, you're see better it. off seeing um, some other guys come back, but it's going to be interesting to see. Um, you have Rivers. You have Burks, who, again, I'd like to see back in the starting lineup once we're at full strength. Yeah, you have quickly backcourt's getting crowded. JLs, what are you doing? I'm I'm looking at Reggie Bullock like I don't know. What are you Reggie doing? Bullock, I'm, Reggie Bullock to me is a see what happens type of a guy. If he's off, I'm like ah. Tip spoke pretty highly of him, bro. He loves he loves his defense. If he gives you a night like Cleveland, I think he's in there. I think so too. He loves his so. defense. I, I think so too. But how many people are playing good defense now? It's a good point. <laughs> I, I think I still think I want to put Burks in the lineup in the starting lineup. I agree, but you know, I, again, I, I think I think DSJ and Frank are gonna be on the shelf for a little bit. I think Frank and Bullock could be battling for a spot. I don't see the reason to bring DSJ back into this rotation. I just don't see the purpose. And I think you're gonna have situations where Rivers or quickly could be finishing the game. At the one. Yeah, right. I can definitely see that on a combo guard situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see. I definitely see it as well. I definitely see it as well. Do you make uh, Do you make an argument for Kev in the starting lineup instead of Bullock? Shoot, I make an argument for that too. If, if we have to see Kev, Kev keeps producing at that rate, then maybe we'll have to try it. Kev, man, he goes from feast to famine. Yeah, three point yeah. seconds. Like he'll hit two threes in a row, and then send a, a pass in the stands, and you're just like, man, where mm-hmm. is this going? But I do love that the defense is picking up consistently, consistently on a night to night basis. Yeah, and um, that corner three is becoming deadly. I kind of feel like he got in his head a little bit in the second half. It was like kind of like how you're pedaling a bike, and when you first learn how to ride a bike, and you're like, oh my god, mom, I'm doing it, and then he just kind of fell off when he realized he was doing it. I kind of mm-hmm. feel like that's what happened today, man. Uh, he got he he needs to stay in rhythm and I think he'll be fine. Yeah. I if if they you know, you could go with if you're gonna go with same starters, and let's say you put Burks back in there, off the bench you can go quickly Rivers, Kev, Obi, uh, Noel. Right. I, I can quickly, see that. Quickly Rivers, Kev, Obi, Noel. And again, you know, Frank and Bullock could be battling for some defensive, you know, spot minutes there. Yeah. 
I agree. With I just you. like Burks' versatility in that starting lineup. That when they things do get slow, you can count on him as another playmaker, another guy that can get to the hoop. I agree. And draw fouls. I agree completely. He's not going to be able to load up on Julius like like they did tonight, right? Or even the last game. Like it's a miracle to me that we won. We won the last game, CP. Considering yeah. like Julius had to get a triple double, and and shoot out of his mind from all three levels of the court to get that win. That's not always going to happen mm-hmm. every single night. That type of usage every single night is just insane. Somebody is going to have to step up at some point. Somebody's got to step up. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to step up, man. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Let's go to Nick in L.A. Nick, what's going on, man? Fellas, well, first off, uh, Happy New Year. Hope y'all doing good and everything. Yeah, Happy New Year, my dude. Hope, hope you're doing well, man. That. Hope you're doing well, man. I'm faring better, man. Faring better. So, my take tonight, man, real simple. We got five games in this, and we ain't seen not one, one for ISO for Mitch Rob. Well, we saw this on the highlights all summer. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. Shooting a three. It's not going to happen. Do none of that when he gets the ball at the top of the key. Nah. He's he's not doing that, man. That, yo, you could you could you you could forget it, bro. You you could forget that, man. That's not gonna happen with Mitch. Best thing you could hope for is a nice little dribble handoff and <laughs> cut, dribble handoff and, and get out of there. Can we at least get a corner three? I, can we? I don't. At I don't least see a corner it. three. I mean, Dean Weisman is is taking it down the court like Giannis. He's shooting threes. <laughs> I'm like, he's way more advanced than Mitch, and he's only what nineteen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, the, I don't, I don't, I don't think you should expect to see that from from out of Mitch's game. And honestly, I don't think that's where he'll be the most impactful for this team. He has to work on staying on the court. He has to work on being more physical, being more dominating around the rim, getting more defensive rebounds. As James from Long Island had said before, you know, we gave these guys a lot of second chance opportunities, right. which was just ridiculous. And in the end, it really cost us. And so with Mitch, you just want to see him get stronger, man. Snatch that rock and, and, and let's go. Stay yeah. out there on the court. He picked up his fourth foul early in the third. Yeah. That that cost him some playing time. And so, uh, again, with me, for Mitch, it's just the basics right now, JLs. Yeah, and I mean, I like I like He's the for two straight oh, summers, man. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, JLs. I mean, he hasn't fouled out yet, so I'll give him the credit for that. It seems like all the foul stuff was happening in the preseason today. The fourth foul in the third quarter was a problem. But overall, I liked what he's. I like what he's been doing. I feel like he's been under the radar, pretty good. But I do feel like today the rebounding was a little bit of a problem. And also, I feel like the picks. He's been setting good picks recently. The picks were hitting today, man. I don't feel like he's actually hitting any, any bodies on the picks today. So, mm. um, yeah. Get back to the film, Mitch, and get back to the basics. And then maybe, maybe you, you'll take a three or two. You know, I don't yeah, know. I, I agree. And um, and speaking of Mitch, going back to James from Long Island's point, you know, the Gotham Lobs just haven't been there, bro. Ah, man. The Gotham Lobs is, you know, that the guards are forcing it. Mitch can't finish them. And uh, and yeah, the Gotham Lobs is just haven't uh, just haven't been getting executed out there, man. For sure, definitely agree with James's take on that. It's too cluttered, man. Those guards are gonna have to be able to hit the floaters in the mid range to be able to actually execute the the Gotham Lob. At an appropriate rate right now. Why am I guarding Alfred Payton if he can't shoot the, the mid range? Like, I'm gonna just lay back and guard Mitch and see what you can do from there. So, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, that can pick up at some point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, agreed. So, to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you, boys. New Year's Eve, Knicks post game live. Knicks lose 100 to 83 in Tampa, spoiling Kevin Knox's homecoming. Kev was out there ready to go, man. He was running and gunning jails. Mm-hmm. 
He's above, like, I'm home. Yeah, <laughs> above the rim. What's going on? What's up, fellas? What's up, fellas? Peace and, bless, peace and blessings for the new year, man. Yeah, same, same to you, man. How you doing, bro? Pretty good. Um, pretty much, I'm just making it real simple. So that, uh, I don't know if anybody noticed, but Toronto is really trash this season. And yeah. We were still in the game. Um, I don't agree. I don't agree with none of the calls today. Uh, we were still in the game. Um, I don't think we should be blaming Randall at all. No. I mean, he's the best player on the team right now, mm-hmm. and he's just going to attract double and triple teams. People could just got to make shots. It's really, really simple. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think Tibbs was a little bit late on some of the rotations, the lineup rotations. I think he could have started Knox, um, the start of the third, and um, and and Knox was. I mean, he was he was trying to will a, a win for the team, but uh, until we have like a competent point guard, um, you know, Knox is not going to thrive this season at all. As soon as Rivers came in the game, you know, you could see Knox got a little pep in his step, and he was, you know, he had his, his game flowing. Um, you know, Tibbs have to definitely have to watch out. On the lineups, um, you know, we were still in the game, and we definitely needed this game because, I mean, who do we play next? Got the Pacers it's next. It's not going to get any easier. We got to yeah, have these. Yeah. These are just these, these yeah. are must wins now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. One, it, it, it was right there. Man. Peace, bro. Happy New Year to you, bro. It was right there, Jails. Yeah. Um, they have the Pacers on Saturday without Ty, um, TJ Warren. TJ Warren out again indefinitely. Yeesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah I heard that. TJ Warren is out indefinitely, so That's um, <laughs> he'll be he'll be down for the paces. But you know that you're gonna get heavy doses of Sabonis. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a test. Yeah, that's gonna be a test to see if you can stay out of trouble and bottle up Sabonis. Yeah, and Mitch will be tested once again. Um, yeah, I think you know it maybe meant, maybe went a little bit too long with the starters in the third. I wanted to see Rivers and Knox out there a lot sooner. Because I yeah. thought, I thought again, I thought Bullock was atrocious all night. Um, Could have gave Kev a lot, a lot of his minutes, a lot of Bullock's minutes. But again, I think Tibbs trusts him, even though Kev's defense is coming along better. Um, I think, I think Tibbs still trusts Bullock defensively, and that's why he left him in there. Yeah, good point. I mean, he's gonna Kevin's gonna have to outright take it for him. He just needs to hit his his shots consistently. And make it make it so that he doesn't have a choice but to put Kevin in the game. That's pretty much what he has to do at this point. Yeah, because I don't know what's going on with Bullock. I'm not sure. Like, which Bullock are we getting? Are we going to get Detroit Pistons Bullock? Is that Bullock ever going to be here in the New York Knicks? He was. He was, gonna... he was there uh, the other day against the Cavs. Definitely what he definitely was for a game, but I, we need some consistency. He, he was there against <laughs> the Cavs, you know. But tonight he was he was leading the, the New York Bricks, man, wide open. Yeah, wide open. It happens. Yeah, I just gave you guys the Bucks. The Bucks came in and went seven of thirty something against the Knicks and got washed. The (laughs) very next night, Jay Ellis, they set the NBA record for made threes at twenty nine and washed the Miami Heat. It's basketball, bro. It happens. It happens. Yeah, man. Hey, hey, the Cavs were uh, three and (laughs) zero, and then we beat them. And then we get a team that's zero and three, and we get spanked. It's basketball. It, it happens, man. It happens. Some sometimes you just can't explain it. Now for RJ, it could be a little bit of, of a concern, no doubt about it, because you know he's kind of picking up where he left off last year. Preseason was promising, 
Mm-hmm. But um, so far this season has hasn't been that great. So we we got to see how that um, how, how that goes as the year progresses for sure. Definitely in his head. Yeah, hundred percent, man. All right, back to the phones. Let's go to um, Will from the Bronx. Will, what's going on, man? I was watching well, watching a game, and um, there's two things. One, they need to sit down with RJ. RJ has to stop shooting threes. They need to work on RJ and his mid-range. He has to mix it up. Mm-hmm. Like uh, y'all said earlier in the broadcast, he can't always play bully ball. The teams understand his tendency, so they're not putting the smaller wing on him. They're putting a larger wing. So you see that with the paces, the paces through TJ Warren on him. Uh you see uh, the Sixers. The Sixers put Ben Simmons on him. You know, the reason is is because, like, he's going to bully mm-hmm. a smaller wing. So he has to he has to add to his uh, offensive uh, repertoire. He, he, he needs to, he, he needs more tools. Um, secondly, Randall, this is why I'm on the trade Randall bandwagon. Mm-hmm. It's not because Randall had a bad game. He didn't. Randall did the best he could. But I'm looking at the team now, and we really need to be in acid, excuse me, assets uh, acquiring mode. Like, we we, yeah. we we really need, we need more talent. And it's yeah. not, it, it, and we, we need talent that we could actually build around. You know, Randall, as much as I like Randall, Randall is a piece. And I fear, you know, like sometimes with the fan base, we tend to fall in love with pieces. So mm-hmm. last year, people were falling in love with Marcus Morris. People wanted Marcus Morris to stay. I'm like, oh, why wouldn't we just, yeah. you know, offer him $60 million? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I get it. And, and pre- appreciate um, the call, Will. I, I definitely get it. And, and what he's saying is, Jails, you, you can't keep falling in love with these players off of sentiment, right? You got to continue to build for the future. What you're saying is you, you want to keep, you want to just keep the option open Yeah. as, as OB comes along. That's what exactly. you're trying to say. Yeah, and Marcus Morris is a different situation. Marcus Morris was is like thirty something years old. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, thirty yeah. something years old. It's gonna be the last good contract he's ever gonna get. Um, so to turn him into like an Emmanuel Quickly type of pick, like to to me that was a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Randall is twenty six. Um, it's a little bit more thought that's going into that, and he his his trajectory is longer term. But uh, I'm also but you're right, CP. I'm I'm saying by OB time. By OB time at this moment. Yeah, but I, I think, again, I think his, his development could be hurt by Randall being here, so it could be a double-edged sword. So that was my point in, in terms of trading him. You know, right. if you want to pick up the option, uh, we'll see. Let's see how the season goes. It's still very, very yeah. early. See how both yeah. of them play. Let's but see. But if you wanted to pick up the option, maybe. But anything after that, to me, I think it's a dangerous game, and I, I think they, they, they run the risk of, of ruining that draft pick if they do that. Um... Let's go to Phil from New Jersey. Phil, what's going on, bro? Hey, what's up, guys? I just wanted to talk about something super, super quick. Mm-hmm. I wanted to address kind of the toughness of the New York point guards. And I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on, you know, if these guys are actually hurt or if they're just kind of like 
you know, having minor injuries and sitting out, and, and mm-hmm. I'll take your uh, your answer off there. Thank you. No, I mean, I can't. I don't know. You know, I, I can't. I can't judge what's going on. If they're hurt, they're hurt. If they can play, they can play. I don't think Tibbs would be babying them. I don't think guys would be faking injury. If you're looking at Frank and DSJ, they know it's, it's put up a shut-up time. You know, so mm-hmm. their number's almost up. So if they, if they could play, I'm sure they would be playing. But these are guys who have been, you know, hurt on a regular. So it seems like their durability is in question. With Burks, again, it was a basketball play. He injured his ankle. You know, you can't uh, you can't prevent that. Ob strained calf again. If they wanted him playing out there, if he if he could play, I'm sure they would have him playing out there. But I think they're also taking precaution. You had your two rookies hurt in the yeah. same game. You know, with with very limited preparation time, and to just jump into NBA action. You know, I think you got to tread lightly with it. Yeah, man. I feel like at this point, I think we're kind of desperate for bodies. So I don't think there's any. I think if they have, if they cannot play, yeah. I think they're going to hold them up. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Let's go to uh, Black South from Jersey. Black South, what's going on? CP JL is first time calling in, long time. Yeah, how nice. you doing, bro? Happy New Year, man. I'm doing good. Happy New Year, you guys. Hope you guys have a happy and healthy New Year and keep killing it. Appreciate it, man. Much appreciated. What's your points for tonight? You know, I just want to make a quick point about RJ. Um, In respect to Julius, fellas, Julius has been great so far. And I think as a fan base, we have to understand he's not the issue at this point. So I'm sitting back here on the couch and I'm watching garbage time tonight. And at the end, when Harper's coming in and Pinson, et cetera, and I wanted to see with RJ and Knox on the floor – who would take command and, and finish the game out professionally and be aggressive, right? So I'm watching, I see that was RJ. So looking at it from an offensive scheme standpoint, just watching the game and how it flowed at that point, I think it's obvious to see that RJ's bread and butter is having the paint open so he can drive and attack and make plays for others. Yeah. Now we know he has to work on his jumper and he needs to hit shots and be a threat on spot-up opportunities, but what I'm seeing, essentially, he needs a space and a role that Julius has on our team. Unfortunate thing is like RJ is just not as good as Julius right now, so he he's not going to get the opportunity on this on the, on this team unless Julius is off the floor. Yeah. So what I'm what I wanted to ask you guys until RJ is better in spot up opportunities, I feel like Tibbs should flip flop lineups a bit and let RJ get downhill with lineups without Julius, especially when Obi gets back. What you guys think about that? Appreciate y'all. Yeah, you could. You, you could definitely try to stagger the minutes that way and appreciate the call, bro. You could definitely try to stagger the minutes that way, JL. So maybe have RJ finish the first, take you into the second quarter, you know, without Julius out there and start running some plays for him that way. You could certainly try to do that. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a good point. Um, the, just, just that um, at that point, somebody still has to hit the three-four. Like, that means um, Obi would have to hit that three. He hasn't shown he can hit it as of yet. He's shown it in college, but hopefully that translates. But I definitely can see the the thinking behind that, and I I agree that's something to uh, test out. Yeah, de- definitely something to test out because, like I said, it's it's almost the same as last year, bro. When you yeah. have Julius, when you have Peyton dominating the ball like that, and again with Julius, it's almost a necessary evil because he still is your best player. It right. limits RJ's effectiveness, turns him into a spot up shooter. That's not his strength. So again, you still have mismatched pieces. Um, my guy Pete from House of Highlights came on here the other day. Said, you know, with RJ again, you got to build a team around him almost perfectly because of the way his game is. Is you know yeah, because of the way be. his style is. It's very, yeah. it's a very difficult situation. 
very difficult situation. So, um, but yeah. I think Black Sal, you know, came up with a good point. Maybe staggering the lineups a little bit um, to have RJ out there, kind of as a focus on the on the offense, may help things. Yeah, it's worth giving it. A, it's definitely worth giving it a try. And if Julius can hit, at least if Julius can hit a three at consistent basis, and he hasn't today, then maybe that can work as well. But I agree. Yeah. De- definitely agree there. A um, couple more calls here. Steve from the Bronx. Steve, what's going on, man? What's good, fellas? I want to I wanna say uh, Happy New Year real quick. Hold on, hold on. I'm on the phone real quick. My fault. <laughs> I got a couple things I want to bring up real quick, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little optimistic if I may, bro. We didn't if – you, if you consider the fact that we shot bad from three-pointer, we, we pretty much did everything that you want us to do. We, we played hard. We stood in the game. We tried to run the plays. We played through Randall, which is our bread and butter, and we lost, you know? And that's really only because he's missing threes. You know, I, I feel like for the most part, we played hard. I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, listen, uh, all you could ask for, they, they play hard, for sure. They play hard. Do mm-hmm. they always play smart? No. Um, again, some of the transition defense was, was broken because they took terrible shots. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's from some of the terrible lobs to, to some of the bad threes, you know, some of the long threes. And, and so the transition defense broke. And I think their spirit got broken as the game wore on. They're running eight deep. So ultimately, they're going to get gassed. But um, certainly yeah. can't blame the lack of effort. I'm not putting this one on Julius. Listen, it's, it's, it's a bad night. You can't win them all. And, and the expectations, JLS, once they watch the Bucks, once they beat Cleveland, everybody wants them to win every the game. P-word. <laughs> yeah, everybody, you know, people's getting so, you know, excited and optimistic. But, again, you, you got to um, chalk it up. Raptors won this game, and they took it. They made more plays down the stretch and executed better than the Knicks did. You want to keep it as simplistic as that. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, it definitely, man. All right, a couple more calls before we wrap. We got two more calls in the docket. So to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Knicks post game live. CPJ Ellis. Knicks sure. lose one hundred to eighty three. Yes, we are rocking the fresh Knicks fan TV snapback jails. We're gonna start. Right. We're gonna start repping the home team a lot more going into twenty twenty one. So for tonight, um, we're doing a New Year's Eve. Uh, uh, blast on the store on the store get 40% off your snapbacks with promo code all-star this is the all-star snapback we got them in white black and navy blue these are the navy blue joints got the black joints going on right here huh it's nice real real nice crispy bro this is the all-star version little alternate logo if you will jails and we got the scullies too we're gonna we're gonna debut the scullies as well sup yeah man 40% 40% off with promo code ALLSTAR. Go to the Knicks Fan TV store and get yours for the new year. Continue to rep KFTV. All right. Last call of the night, man. Let's go to Aaron from Kentucky. Aaron, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, you guys? Uh, just want to say Happy New Year, CP, Jay Ellis. Yeah, same same to you, man. How you doing, uh, bro? I just want to... Good, man. Uh, I just want to talk about the game tonight. Uh... For us shooting as bad as we did, still be in the game against a team like Toronto, and I know they were 0-3, and they were without Siakam. But uh, for us to be still in the game, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, like, these guys are really buying into Tibbs, and I think we just got to give them time to really start seeing, like, 
well, for one, we need to get more more guys back than just eight guys. And I really think that we'll start seeing more continuity. I think uh, once we get all of our shooters back, like Burks, Rivers, quickly on the court, I don't know if they'll all be out there at the same time. But I think that will open up more driving lanes for RJ. That way he doesn't have to always – because I feel like when he starts the game out with shooting threes, it just it, yeah. it just ain't going to be a good game. But if you see him go to the basket and, you know, get a couple and ones or just even get to the free throw line, it seems like he might, he'll start to hit those threes Gets a to little rhythm. bit more. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to see R.J. Barrett taking four to six threes right now. Maybe two, three at the most. But uh, y'all just let me know what y'all think, man. I appreciate yeah. y'all taking my call. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're looking for him to get into a better rhythm, yeah. JLs. You're looking yeah. for him to get into a better rhythm. He, he didn't have it tonight. He, he definitely didn't have that RJ rhythm tonight for sure. Absolutely, man. You definitely want to see the inside outside of the outside, and that's always kind of been his thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with him at all points, man. Yeah. I agree. But like I said, every, everybody's not going to – you know, that bully ball is going to get cut off every once in a while, bro. So, again – is that intermediate game from three-point line of the basket. That mid-range is where he, he's got to master to be effective out there. He's got to master. Yeah, for sure, man. It's crazy because you look at his shot. He looks balanced. The shot looks better. It doesn't, But it's just not falling. So I don't know if it's just in your in his head or what. It's just not falling from him. Hopefully, it gets down eventually. Yeah. Just just wasn't falling tonight, man. It, it happens. De- it definitely happens to the best of them. So it is what it is. Um, people asking about the, the link to the store in the bio. Let me just, let me just put it out there for the people to see it real quick. Just throw the, the link to the store in there. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up on for you boys. Mm-hmm. New Year's Eve edition. I'm going to wrap this one up a little bit early. All right. Um, so everybody could, could get back to their families and, and think, you know, not much to talk about on this one. It's just one of those games. So it is what it is. We'll be back Saturday, JLS, Knicks versus Pacers. Oh, see if they can bounce back. See if they can bounce back, man. Um, let me salute some super chat. Salute to Michael Parker, number one fan of the show. He says, trade RJ. He's crazy. Alan Berman says, salute. The good news is we won't shoot this bad all season. Was hoping RJ would step up when Randall was getting doubled, and he didn't. Led to Bullock Elf taking 30 shots. Never want to see that again. <laughs> um, above the rim says, Knicks Nation either chill on RJ being trash. I'm here. All 72. This one is not on Julius. Stop. Cease. Cease swing and hit that thumbs up button for your boys. All right. Corso 117, he says, I'm not overreacting to this one. Just a bad shooting night from three. If we hit one out of three of those shots, we are right in this game. Need RJ to play inside. Out. Yeah. Okay. Sort of okay. along the lines of what my guy from Kentucky was saying and, and what we were saying. So it's early, man. It's early. You see that you see what the expectations are through, JLS. Oof. Yeah. The fan base was hot tonight. I wanted to see a W as well, man. Definitely I wanted to see a W as well. But totally out of shot. I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. When when the game started, I was like, Oh, Raptors 0 3. Mm-hmm. Might lose, but they're gonna be hungry. By the time they we got to the third, fourth quarter, I was like, I think we could take this. We yeah. Take shot. We just gotta hit two shots in a row and we good. Yeah. Never happened. <laughs> it did not happen, man. Did not happen. But again, Saturday's another day. And uh yeah, man, we'll, we'll definitely pick it back up. So JLs, any super chats you wanna you wanna shout out real quick before we wrap? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to what's so you see. 
So my guy early. Ronnie, shout out to my guy Ronnie Sandy. Five dollars super chat says Brooklyn, happy new year. We missed open threes at a record. I get that happens sometimes, but RJ especially should attack the rim and take more mid-range. Shout out to you, Rod. Yeah, same sentiments, man. Same sentiments. So, um, as we look into 2021, it was a tough year, JLs. Very, very tough year for, um, I think, a lot of us. I think society on a whole, man. Mm-hmm. I think society on a whole. But just as, you know, when you think about the game, losing Kobe. And the coronavirus and stuff like that. It was yeah. de- definitely tough. I, again, I think people were, everybody was impacted. You know, whether you had somebody who was suffering from it or passed away from it or just, I think, um, you know, mentally, you know, people having to shut down and people losing their businesses. It was, it was a tough time. Definitely. definitely a tough time for, for people, man. So, um, but I would just say for us, you know, um, this, this, this platform, this channel or these channels have been kind of looked at as a, um, you know, a way to get away from the the issues going on in society or, or or in people's lives. So I think we definitely served a purpose there, mm-hmm. and, and so it was good. You know, I think it was a, it was a welcome distraction for people. Um, people had 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 messaged me, DM me, saying the same thing. So um, I'm I'm glad that we were able to. You know, we went nine months with no live hoops and, and just kept cranking out content. So. Um, yeah, I, I think it was a welcome distraction for people. The the quarantine streams were hitting great interviews. I still right. think the X Man was my favorite one, man. Just I, I was going back through the content. I'm kind of creating a highlight reel of 2020. I still think the X Man one was still the best one, bro. Oh, okay. I gotta rewatch it because sometimes yeah. you you know you get you, you know prisoner of the moment. Sometimes the yeah. last one yeah, you think is the greatest one, but I, I do remember X Men was very comfortable. Talking to us, he was kind of like it was he was in his living room talking. Yeah, X Man was very comfortable, man, and yeah, it was it was great. It it was a great experience, and uh, again, for us to be able to hold it down from a content perspective for nine months with no hoops, you know, I think that was a uh, great accomplishment. But you know, for the community at law, yeah, good. I'm sorry. I mean, I just want to shout out the. I'm sorry. Yeah, good. Cash App super chat because. I know I don't I don't read it, but shout out to to Lawan who sends a, a cash app. So Lawan, yeah, Lawan definitely support us. So definitely salute to Lawan. And for those mm-hmm. of you, um, as JL has said, you know, the cash apps through YouTube are cool. You know, you get to see the graphic and everything. But um, cash app itself, Venmo and PayPal, those would be preferred because then YouTube doesn't get a percentage. So yeah, if you guys could, um, those are other options, and and they actually would be better for us. In terms yeah. of not having to share that that revenue uh, with YouTube, so that would be cool as well. Um, yeah. Another quick note, J. Ellis. Um, salute and rest in power to MF Doom. Crazy as what as we close out twenty twenty, man. Um, uh, another legend, legend of the culture, um, is no longer with us, and and not only that, a diehard Knicks fan, J. Ellis. That's crazy. Die, diehard Knicks fan and MF Doom. So. MF Doom has left us in 2020. We definitely sent our condolences uh, to his family and friends and everybody in the hip-hop community, everybody in the culture um, that that appreciated his talent and his art. So definitely rest in paradise to MF Doom, man. 100%, man. 100%. Peace. 
And mm. so, uh, yeah, just to close this out, once again, man, I got my glass poured up. J.L. I know you don't drink, so we, we'll, we'll get you a, a digital Shirley Temple, if you will. But <laughs> um, just to all the, all the viewers, all the mods, everybody that um, supported us, you know, over the years and even through yeah, this man. year, um, definitely cheers to you guys. Salute. Hopefully 2021 is better for you than 2020 was. And, and yeah, man, just continue to support, continue to hit that thumbs up on feed boys. And in 2021, I'm going to wish you guys, uh, 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 the best of health, wealth mm-hmm. and prosperity to you and your families, man. So, um, here's to a better 2021 for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, that's, that's all I gotta say, JLS. Anything you, any final thoughts? Yeah, man. Yo, just thanks for the support for the, for this year, for everybody who's even rocking. Cause you know, started this a, a while ago when Instagram started it. I started with my friends with with Ryan and Kathy and and Edson. So shout out to people who watched that show, that show well with the KOT show. And I just thank for all the support, man, for sure. And even though like, the new people, the writers, we get the Kens, the Fritz, uh, Dave Davis contributed as well. Yeah. Um, Rob, Jeff, I don't even know if Jeff is why. Like shout out to everybody who just supports, who does multiple things, who likes, shares, subscribe, who argues with me on Twitter. Who bigs me up on Twitter or everybody, man. I just shout out, shout you, shout you yeah, out, man. Shout Twitter. out to you guys, man. So, um, Saturday night, Knicks versus Pacers will be back. Let's see if they get a bounce back, WJLs. Let's see if they bounce back. And, um, yeah, that's it, man. Once again, salute to everybody that came through. Remember, the show's available in audio podcast format Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Uh, wherever podcasts are, we are there, so no excuse to miss it. Please share these videos. Share it on social media. Text a friend. Email a friend. Let them know this is the number one show for the fans, by the fans. And, uh, yeah, once again, to all the mods, great job as usual. Go to the Knicks Fan TV store and get you a snapback, man. New in stock. Looking crispy, J. Ellis. <laughs> and, uh, oh, let me get my Scullies, too, man. Let me get the Scullies. Man. All right, all right. Your own logo these days. Got the, got, got the Scullies looking fresh as well. Your own logos, <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're about to rock the home team. We're yeah. rocking the home team, man. You know what I mean? Right. So we got this, we got the snaps. Here's the all-star Scully. It's cold outside, JLS. Whew. Gotta, gotta get the uh gotta get the branding right, you know what I'm saying? All in the store, nice and fresh, nice and warm, keep your dome warmed up. Pause. But yeah, man, that, that's just what we doing, man. Number one show for the fans, by the fans, rocking our own merch now. Stepping it up into 2021. Let's get out of here, JL. See you guys Saturday. Knicks versus Pacers. Cheers. Salute. Bonjour. We out of here. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.